wig? Did you just say wig? Wig, okay. happening yeah. ah! <laughs> oh god we ruined their ears i feel like michelle visage when she's like rah, 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 like during like any episode of um was it um what's the tea um i stopped listening to what's the tea me too, I, I did too. okay i'm um, glad i'm not alone but um welcome <laughs> to our first podcast episode this is wigan out i'm your host martyr spelled mm-hmm. like martyr pronounced like you're stupid and here i am with c tepper oh my favorite yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we've been thinking about doing this for the longest time, but, um, it's finally happening. This is so exciting. Um, so what is Waking Out? It's our little podcast about the NYC nightlife, queer nightlife, I guess, specifically. But, um, yeah. So, uh, Caitlin, who are we? Introduce yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm Caitlin or Kate because people can't pronounce my name and people can't spell my name. So... I am a writer. I've worked for I worked for everyone in New York, and I've also worked in LA for Hey Queen. I'm still part of my Hey Queen family. I'm part of every like queer everything you could think of. What is Hey Queen, Caitlin? Oh, okay. <laughs> so Hey Queen is a um online interview talk show, or now on Netflix, so you can actually see us there. And um, I help with production. I used to do their social media. And now I just do every queer brand in New York. I sell their stuff. So um, <laughs> I love that show. Like, that's how mm-hmm. I got introduced to more drag outside of Drag Race. So, like, Hey Queen's, like, so important, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love I love that team. I mean, they don't know me, but I love them. <laughs> I'm here. I yeah. know you. <laughs> I know Caitlin. End of list. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm Artier. I'm a Brooklyn performer. I've been performing in Brooklyn for, I guess, like almost a full year now. Um, but I've been a performer in general for about five years. Um, I know people don't think I have. <laughs> um, but yeah. Show us the receipts. Show us the receipts. Oh, girl, I have some shitty 2014 <laughs> drag pictures if you really want them. Um, I do. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm Martyr. I'm the faux bearded queen of Brooklyn. Um, I'm also known as the spooky Brooklyn Jesus um, <laughs> and also um, the Pope of Poppers of Brooklyn. Um, mm. I have a lot of titles that I've given myself. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I don't have any titles. So um, are, would you say you're being a gay man? <laughs> that's like my one title. Would you say you're an untitled queen? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the funny part is that's like an inside joke. Uh, um <laughs> If you don't know who an untitled is. Um, we'll, oh, we'll talk about her. <laughs> going to be the like honorary like ghost guest of yeah. every episode because we're so obsessed with her. Um, she is my icon, my forever Well, who deity. is she? Like, um, she is um, a legendary performer in Brooklyn, um, combining like fine art and performance and drag all together into a spooky creation that is her own sort of entity. I don't know how to, like, classify her, honestly. She's not classified. Yeah. <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. And also, Sasha Valore, if you know that name, she is obsessed with Entitled for good reason. Who isn't obsessed with Entitled? <laughs> no, that's the Entitled way. Uh, well, we're very obsessed with her. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, this is our little podcast, um, yeah. like we said. Um, 
we just wanted to, you know, talk about our favorite thing in the world, drag, yeah. uh, specifically where we live, New York. Yeah. Um, it's like the haven for drag currently. Um, everything's cutting edge. Um, I know a lot of people outside of New York don't like that kind of ideal, mm. but... Um, well, I have, like, kind of a different perspective because I wrote a book about drag, which I did not plug because I don't know how to plug things. And um, so Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. But so I wrote a book about drag called The State of Drag. I interviewed 175 drag queens, and I got into every type of drag scene there is. So I have a lot of knowledge when it comes to that. And there are very similar scenes like Brooklyn, but only in very select places like in Austin and Portland. And even Miami is very similar in like the type of drag. So they're here and there, but they're not like the, they are, I call them alternative drag scenes. They're not like the norm. Yeah. I wouldn't say like New York's like the be all end all of drag. Cause I think that's really close minded, but like, I feel like it's a good haven to create and like with like-minded views, if that makes sense. Um, for the most part, um, that's just because we just have so many queer people yeah, in the city. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> it's just because there's so many queens here. Yeah. But also, I think it's a good, like, it's very competitive. Obviously, you're on the drag queen side. Yeah. But, like, I'm on the audience side because I go to a million shows. And, like, for me, it's like the cream of the crop has to, like, rise to the top. Yeah. So we get the best drag here. And I know this because I've been to other places. And it's way better <laughs> here than anywhere else. Um. Yeah, I I've been obsessed with the New York scene since I probably heard about it. Um, I come from, I started drag in Tallahassee, Florida. Shout out to Tally, um, where I think I could name all five queens. <laughs> um, and there was, at the time, there was, I think, two performance bars and one closed down because um, of embezzling. Ooh. Not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> That's like every Brooklyn bar ever. Honestly. Um, <laughs> And so there was only one, like, one place a lot of queer people could go during the week. Um, and I only got to perform there, like, maybe once every month because, um, like, I wasn't booked regularly. They had, like, a good cast of girls who were, like, super popular. Um, but, like, I did, like, their talent shows, and, like, that was my booking. I had to do, like, competitions to get booking. But, like, it was hard. Um, it was mo mostly, like, pageantry or, like, the uh, complete opposite of like college kids doing like whatever the fuck they want and like um feeling that out and being good at that but like it was i yeah i knew all the performers it was super weird but um i also i got into drag because um the fsu queer alliance or lgbt center or something i don't sorry sorry Tallahassee, i love you <laughs> <laughs> um they had a amateur drag contest and at this point i was like obsessed with um drag race and um i think this is right after season six came on of drag race so i was just like i saw milk and i was like i can do that <laughs> um, everyone thinks they can do it yeah but can they do it yeah because i was obsessed with like milk's um club kid club kid and also like his take on gender um with being like like that bearded runway moment um i was like i could do this like that um because before i had such a closed-minded view of drag i was just like oh it's just for people that like want to look hyper feminine which like wasn't super my thing and still isn't super my thing <laughs> um and so i started doing the fake beard because I, I i can't grow a beard <laughs> right surprisingly um and i thought it was like just super hyper masculine opposed to like wearing a gown and like having nice hair i didn't have a wig on but mind you but <laughs> um but i just like the combination of like 
hyper masculine, hyper feminine, just like androgynous monster. Um, I looked like a brick um, when I first performed, but oh, you still don't. I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> I'm gonna turn this fucking microphone I'm off. I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> um, I I look less of a brick. I'm like a pebble now. <laughs> you're one day you'll be a shiny diamond. Aww. Aww. <laughs> um, and I did Patty Lapone's um version of Rose's turn, which I have to- been told after the fact that you have to earn your song that p- song. You do. Um. Bitch, I came out from the get-go doing it, and um, I didn't win that competition, but that's because I look like a brick. But I got, like, third place because of how good my performance was. So, Ooh. like, yeah, fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, she has no ego, folks. What <laughs> ego? I'm humble. humble. I'm humble. Hashtag humble. Uh, hashtag humble. <laughs> um, yeah, and, like, so I just sort of got into it that way. Because um, I've, I've always been, I've been, like, a quiet kid for the longest time, and, like, musical theater when I was younger um so I've always liked to perform and now I have like a reason to perform so like it's just fun I don't know drag's weird (laughs) Caitlin how did you get into drag (laughs) well I've gotten into drag a lot of different ways so I grew up in Staten Island and like it's very conservative there so like the idea of being gay was always like very looked down upon as like the worst thing you could possibly be it still is and, well <laughs> okay i know it still is and like but that's all i knew but i was never like a homophobe or anything like clearly not <laughs> or anything like that she has a gun against my head <laughs> <laughs> But, um, so I grew up in, like, that type of environment, even though my parents weren't really that way. But, um, I remember, like, so being gay and queer and all that was, like, looked down upon. But I remember one day we, like, found out one of our teachers did drag, and that was, like, the biggest, worst thing you could do. And then these were the MySpace days. I'm a little bit older than the other person next to me. (laughs) I had a MySpace (laughs) bitch. Did you really? Yes. Okay. So these were the MySpace days and I remember this girl who like mutual friend like who took photos with drag queens and I was like what is this? This is the best thing I've ever seen. Mind you I grew up in the 90s so like I did grow up with RuPaul but no one really explained what RuPaul was to me because I am a I still don't know who RuPaul is. (laughs) Yeah. No idea. So I was around like that just culturally but like physically I didn't really see it and then I mean, w- one day, my friends, when I was in college, went to brunch in D.C. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is great thing. And then one day, and this literally only happened for, like, two months ever in the entire universe, Netflix put on the first two seasons of Drag Race. I remember that. Yeah, it was literally, <laughs> like, two months ever. And I was, like, I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And this was right before season six. And um, I, like, got addicted like everyone else. Um and then I was like, I need to see all the seasons. So I caught up till season five. And then I like h- had a better understanding of what drag is, even though I, it really wasn't until I wrote my book and interviewed a million people to re- understand the bigger picture of drag. But like just the idea of what drag is like performance wise, it it helps with that. It helps explain what that is to like the general audience. And like I was addicted and then. I have a friend named Caitlin. She got me into the New York drag scene, like, after season six. And I've been going to shows every week forever since then. <laughs> she spends too much money. <laughs> <laughs> um, does that teacher that did drag, do they still do drag? Do you know who they oh, are? Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's I don't know. Shame. It was, like, <laughs> um, it wasn't, like, a quote-unquote regular te- It wasn't, like, a teacher. It was like more of one of those paras. Oh, so okay. it was, like, he taught the special needs children. Gotcha, so, gotcha. like – 
he wasn't like our teacher. Wow. It was like such a scandal. Oh my god! Like I don't know. Like I don't know. Why I want to find a, them. I know. I, me too. <laughs> um. Hopefully, we will. Um, I know. And like everyone, like <laughs> shit on him for doing that. Like behind his back, no one ever like mm. confronted him or anything. And I'm like. Now I look back, I'm like, what were we thinking? I love the Long Island drama. <laughs> Staten Island, but yeah. Staten Island, whatever. It's same the thing. same place. It's the same place. <laughs> I say Long Island and Staten Island are like same people, same place, just different parts of the I country. always confuse Staten Island for Jersey. <laughs> it's also the same place, so you are correct. It's um, the same people. I, I have very much borough blindness. Um, I usually, Ugh. I know. I'm, I wish I did. I'm the worst. Um, no, I, I, I want to have that. Um, I act like... Queens is like a different country. That's probably like Honestly, really problematic. I mean, it's pretty. Cl- I mean, Bushwick, Bushwig, is in Queens technically. Yeah, no. Um, Which I just we'll, we'll talk about in a future episode. My sure. where I live is much further than a lot of the Brooklyn girls like live to perform and stuff. Yeah. Um. So like everything's sort of a trek for me. So like Queens, a trek, a joke. Trek. That's a joke. It's a trek for me. Compared to my trek. Listen, some <laughs> of the girls are like, just take an Uber. It's $5 to get everywhere. I'm like, bitch, it's $20 to oh, get $20. to and from. <laughs> you know how much it is for me to get an Uber? It's like $200. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I love Queens. When I go there, I like it. I just, I don't like getting I ha- there. Have you been to Icon, which is a bar in Queens? Yeah, I was there. I've um, never been. I was there for the um, premiere episode I, I don't know of if they call what? them episodes of um iconic season two um oh, is that a competition, a competition okay. yeah um hosted by michael b block okay and heidi heidi ho heidi ho yeah, yeah. it's probably heidi. um and i think it's like 10 to 13 girls um i knew a bunch of people that oh did. i knew people who were gonna do that. um yeah i knew a bunch <laughs> of the girls it? from last season um, and then I knew, um, a few people from the new season and one of my good friends, um, uh, Delilah pipes, um, she needed an assistant that night and I said I had to help out. So, um, yeah, it was cute. Um, I just stayed for her number and had to leave cause it was, um, but yeah, I say, um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, better than saying like, I used to say like for everything. I, I still do. <laughs> I say work like constantly. <laughs> I'm just I, oh, you know what? Okay, this is <laughs> this is just a random spiel. But okay, so Monet Exchange because I interviewed her and we're, we're close friends like back in the day. And so when I was transcribing, she says "girl" every other word. So I picked that up, and people have found that offensive when I call people who consider themselves non-binary girl. Like, I, it's not because they are actually. I'm not calling them a girl. I'm just calling i'm being like hey girl blah, blah, girl blah, 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 girl yeah. and like it's all monet's exchanges fault and i blame her and trinity should have won just because of that just kidding ah! I, I love monet monet is Drama. like my good good judy <laughs> uh, no that's like a, a thing that's been brought up um language is like important in these queer spaces um because i'm guilty of that i've con- called people that don't identify as um girl and um that and i've been trying to get better at Me it too. and like I'm being proactive it. about it um and i used to be like very gender neutral with my approach but like since moving here um everything's gone out the window i just say girl fully work i'm like yeah, just like, well, well, like a radio well, if dashboard you're, if you're not calling someone specifically girl like yeah. you're not saying they're a female you're just it's just a term that you throw around yeah um especially like because most drag in new york still is cis men sadly doing female impersonation so like 
they're gonna say girl like it's just gonna happen yeah um that's just i don't know there's a bigger dominance of the cis gay male gay white male um yeah very white too very white i mean um talking out of my ass because we're both white and cis <laughs> um, sister sister <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> um, but yeah i don't know Politics. well okay so we, we can go a little bit into that so mm. march hair really comes from like the brooklyn scene currently but mm. i am involved very heavily in both the brooklyn and manhattan scene mm-hmm. so and i've written a lot about it and in manhattan the people who are performing there the reason why i think like it's like the best drag like new york has the best drag is Mm. people are coming from around the country to make it on broadway and so a lot of the queens are privileged cis white gay gay men men, (laughs) and they um they they're they have the training they can dance they can sing they can act. They're all triple threats. They and maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> they're literally, uh, it, when you perform in Hell's Kitchen, you're literally like one block away from Broadway. Yeah. So that, that cis white maleness is there because that's just what New York attracts. But I sense. think it makes yeah. the drag, I think drag needs to be diverse. Absolutely. But I think that type of drag is great. Like we yeah. need that too. And mm-hmm. like what I've to- uh, been seeing from the bars I've been to in Manhattan it's like you don't really have a set audience ever. It's a no, lot of it's tourists, all tourists, like all tourists. So you need to be as mm-hmm. like um, popular and like comforting, top and, like, forty, top forty, like. Yeah. And like, I'm not shitting on that. I'm just saying, like, that's just the nature of the business that, in that specific yeah. borough. Yeah. Or like Brooklyn, um, we can be a little more open. Like, if I do top forty, it's like a rarity. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's interesting because I have friends. I always have friends. I have friends who like are in the Brooklyn scene because now Brooklyn and Manhattan is actually getting a lot more blurry, mm-hmm. and it's been much more blurry since I first like got Good. involved in New York. So it's interesting to see the Brooklyn queens having to like they don't they don't change their drag for anybody, but like it's interesting to see them like have to see what Manhattan queens go through. Yeah, and like the audiences don't really know how to react to Brooklyn Queens when they're in Manhattan, which oh, is sad. Fully. <laughs> it's, it's really, I, you have firsthand experience. With um, that. <laughs> when I first moved here, I did Barracuda's uh, star search every Thursday, which was like a good little introduction to New York nightlife. Um, there is a performer in Egypt. Um, she's still very popular, um, but she like won every week. Like good always. for her. She's very talented. Always. She, always um, wins. <laughs> she always wins. She's very talented, but yeah. like, um, I would always do these like really artistic things or like things out, out of the box and like people would be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was lucky if I like leave, left the club with like three or four dollars. Honestly, But I see that a lot, which is unfortunate, but like the nature of the beast in Manhattan, there's a lot of money to be made and you, you need to be as like pal- palatable to audiences as possible to get that money. My my like breakthrough performance in, when I got like the most com- uh, compliments, um, I did... Um, Lord's Greenlight. Um, we'll get into that in a second because <laughs> that is a running joke in Brooklyn, but we'll get there. Um, and so it's basically just like it's a really simple mix. It's just um, I use the last three lines of the Great Gatsby book. Um, it's like Gatsby looks to the green light um, and it goes into that and it goes into the green light from Lord um, and then has their last repeating lines throughout. So it's just like a quick Great Gatsby moment. Um, even though I know that song's not about it, but like, it's my favorite book, and um, I felt. Oh my so 
my god, you're so typical. Like, I don't know, you're so I'm basic. I'm gonna fight you. Um, <laughs> I'm very basic gay. <laughs> I'm not like other gays. <laughs> Me um, either. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I got so many compliments from it. Like, people were like, "That was so artistic. That was so like high drag." I'm like, "Oh, I, I'm glad guess? it like actually yeah. like reached audience." Because I feel like a lot of times the audience don't know how to react to y- yeah. Brooklyn at all. Like, um, at all. Yeah, it was just, it was really weird. Like, people, like, really responded to that. Um, and it was one of my better numbers. Um, that no, was I also, like that number. Um, I did it the first time in Brooklyn, about this time last year. And, like, um, I was at a viewing party for Drag Race All-Stars. Um, and I made the most money that night because of that number. And then I did my, um, another popular mix. Um, I was premiering that night. It was my Pokemon mix. Um, mm-hmm. I think you've seen that one. Um, it's basically um, the Team Rocket um, theme or like intro yeah. into um, the Team Rocket theme with Nicki Minaj's Monster Verse. Uh, um, it's like literally typical, the, very typical yeah. Manhattan. Um, it was like at the time I was like, "This is cutting edge," but now I'm like, "Oh no, this is like <laughs> this a good is number so to basic. get money." <laughs> like this is the most basic thing. Um, but now I know that verse like in the back of my hand. I love that number. Um, the thing with audiences being different because Manhattan is like you know more typical like gays from all over the world um where am i going with this i had a i had a spiel um what was i gonna say like the music choices you know have to mm-hmm. work for that so like you have to do pop songs you have also like a lot of people come for broadway shows specifically so you need to know your broadway like that's like a very important part especially in like hell's kitchen and it works for manhattan but like if you can take that to Brooklyn, of course, because Brooklyn's very open to everything. But um, you bring Brooklyn to also. Oh, here's where I was going with this. So a lot of the audiences are usually very drunk. Like same. Yeah, well, same. <laughs> no, I'm not. But, <laughs> but so a lot of the audiences are very drunk and not paying attention. Like they're just doing their own thing. So they have to. You have to do something that like ariana grande everyone knows that they're gonna sing along like you need like kind of like those mm-hmm. sing-along moments so people will pay attention and tip you yeah we're in brooklyn like people tend to get attention just by walking in the room as it should be <laughs> but with that we're gonna take a little break Ooh. Um, uh, do we have any um like are we gonna yeah, do we're an sp- ad for audible we're like, sponsored by nobody because yeah, no right? one's listening I, to I want, us like an audible thing but we'll be right back <laughs> Wig, okay Did you enjoy that sponsor? Oh, my God. I love my Casper mattress, as I said, on my squatty potty. (laughs) My Audible subscription is popping. Oh, what are you listening to? Oh, just Harry Potter for the 500. Ew, gross. Um, (gasps) (laughs) um, I actually... I'm gonna. This is gonna be a weird one. I do have an Audible subscription, but like yeah. one of my credits I used was for a gay porn. <laughs> gay porn? Yeah, it was like a gay. Wait, how? Like, I I don't know. I just found one on there, and wait, it's like what? It's not even like that hot. It's just it's, like wait. So someone's like reading it? Yeah, and it's like, like speaking it. It's like legit like gay porn or well, gay erotica. Oh, okay. Um, I was just like, how does this work? <laughs> and gay porn actor A puts gay porn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? No, um, it makes sense. Okay. But like. It's, like, really bad, but I loved it. Um, it was only, like, four hours long, too. <laughs> but, um, hi. Hey, back. okay. <laughs> um, Caitlin, yeah. how did you get involved in the New York drag scene? Okay, that's a good question. 
So I was like really obsessed with drag and I knew there was like drag happening that wasn't drag race related, but I had no idea. Like I am unfortunately a straight woman. <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> unfortunately. <I'm> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I've definitely had gay friends, but like, I didn't have gay friends who could like just show me like, this is the best place for a drag show or anything like that. So I met this one girl with my name, Caitlin, and you might know her as, um, okay, Caitlin, it's time for dinner. What are we having? <laughs> <laughs> she usually got a lot of ramen and pasta, I feel like, with Cracker. Oh, that's true. I've seen Back that, like, compilation. Um, I love the Domino's one. I'm actually in one of the combinations, um, like, when everyone was, like, making a shout-out video. Anyway, so Caitlin was very involved with the New York um, drag scene. She knew everybody before they got on Drag Race. I only i am, like, friends or, like, acquaintances with, like, drag queen drag race winners because of my relationship with caitlin and she came from dc she would travel all the way here go see bianca del rio and bob the drag queen before way before bob was on drag race and like she was just so involved and like she introduced me to everybody i know and like she's the reason why i'm like so involved with the manhattan drag scene more than i'm equally involved with brooklyn but she taught me like the manhattan drag scene and of course she knew cracker and monet and so that's how I knew Cracker and Monet way, way, way before Drag Race. And, like, I she she ta- taught me where the clubs were, like, what the right um, shows to go to, like, who was funny. Because she's very interested in comedic drag, as you can see, with Miss Cracker. Like, she likes comedy queens. And she showed me the, all the best ones before Drag Race picked them up. Caitlin, you dropped something. Uh-oh. All those names. I know. <laughs> where? Uh, where? The first time someone said that to me, I was so confused. I was like, where, where did I drop something? <laughs> um, I honestly feel like you're, I don't want to say you're replacing Caitlin, but like you okay, are. Okay, don't say that because yeah. she's going to kill me. I do think like you have a similar role because you like, you know, a lot of the up and coming girls yes. and also like the community regulars, like mm-hmm. a lot of your friends who I know through you, I could see on Drag Race. Oh and, yeah. Like. The next couple years. I've, I've, all of my friends have ended up winning Drag Race, and this is what happens. They win Drag Race, and then I never see them again. And, and then I have to pay to see them now. And, like, I used to be like, I'm never going to pay to see whoever. And, like, now I'm like, this is the only way I get to see them. Clearly, we're not close enough friends for them to, like, comp me. <laughs> but it's just, like, it's, like, I this way I know I will see them and I miss them. And, of course, they deserve the money. Like, absolutely. Yeah. They can take my coin out of it. I have a similar approach to um, clubs now. Mm-hmm. Like, I won't pay to get into a club that I've performed at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, with Hey Queen, because I did press and I still do um, for a long time. So I just could get into any event at any time. So now, like, that makes you so jaded. You're just like, I don't need to blah, blah, blah. But, you know. But I do support the girls. Absolutely. I, yeah. Always tip. Um, always, always tip, tip. your queen, number one. And your bartenders. And your bar- And your coat check, goddammit. Oh, coat check. <laughs> coat check is, like, the sad job, but, like... But not the bouncers. They scare me. No, oh. they're doing a good job. Okay. They're doing a good bouncers. job. <laughs> we need bouncers. We need bouncers. I'm kidding. Tip everybody. Give everybody your money. Yeah, give everybody... You like, bunch of freeloaders. <laughs> well, the thing is, in New York, like, most of our drag shows, the local girls, like, it's a free show. Yeah. For the most part. So if it's a free show, the least you can do, especially if you're buying drinks, like yeah. I don't really drink anymore as much as I used to. So I'm not buying drinks anymore. So like out of all people, I need to be tipping. Sometimes I have to remind myself that because I see so much drag, like it, it can get costly. But like if you if you can't afford to go to a club or a bar, like 
at least bring a few dollars just a few yeah um and like even worse worse comes to worse film the girls tag them on it's social yes. media just yeah that, that i mean that's what i i usually do that as tips too like yeah. instead of tips because what i take i consider myself a good vid- vid- videographer like i do have a degree in film so i try to get the best footage possible i always try to give it to the girls after the show and some girls want it some girls don't but they appreciate the effort i think caitlin has filmed a few performances yeah i've done a lot of everybody Mm -hmm. literally anyone in new york i've probably filmed before yeah um i got into the new york drag life or scene i guess um through barracuda um star search i think i mentioned that prior maybe i don't know um but i was doing that weekly um for about three or four months and i was just noticing like i wasn't super popular i don't know why i don't know why my drag wasn't popular (laughs) um but um you know it was was just discouraging um to have that weekly but then i got introduced to the brooklyn scene because like for the longest time i wanted to like get into the brooklyn scene because like um i moved here right after sasha won um drag race and um and through that i got introduced to other brooklyn performers um i mentioned this to caitlin um we had an interview a couple months ago on uh, work.com go check it out go check it out it's called morning massive murder mm. plug 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 plug, plug, <laughs> plug no you should read it it's good um and i found out about untitled queen through that um because um hey queen had a um queens of brooklyn i yeah, think yeah uh, so i actually produced a segment so mm. i'm gonna drop that more plug (laughs) more plug but so i produced a segment um we had a segment called queens around the country which we're currently on hiatus with that right now but um so i was like uh let's do a brooklyn one like people need to know about more brooklyn queens and we also did one on manhattan and so i handpicked the girls i wanted for that and like we didn't just do drag queens we also did drag kings whoever and um martyr happened to see it Mm -hmm. And that's how I got introduced to both uh, Reefy and Reefy Royalty and um, Untitled Queen, and um, they're both my, uh, some of my favorite performers. Yeah, they're they're very important people to my life, because I will go into this one day in the future. But like, I wasn't always in New York. I moved to LA, and then when I came back to New York, like I didn't know them at the time, but they like kind of like took me in and like made me have a safe place. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I got so inspired by seeing them that I was just like, I was, I was having a similar situation back home. Um, I had, um, I'm not going to name names, but I had a queen, um, harass me because of my drag, um, looking more mannish than some of the, God forbid, I know, God forbid, um, than some of the more feminine queens. Um, and I get it's not for everybody, but like, she like was attacking me and like saying I wasn't trying. For no reason. She was much um, older than I was. Was she a pageant queen? I believe so. Um, And I'm not confirming, but she did possibly steal from me. (laughs) (gasps) Um, I'll get into that on a later date. We have so many future stories. Um, But... Yeah, so um, I was just, like, constantly getting, like, negativity through uh, performing. But, like, I loved it so much that I, like, could not give it up. Um, And so finally I, like, settled in Brooklyn. And I was, like, for the first time in China, like, sort of getting accepted um, in performing and, like, for my vision and stuff. Um, 
So that felt really good. Um, and since then, I've been performing fairly often, I think. I used to have, like, two gigs a week, but um, I'm also a full-time grad student at the moment. Mm-hmm. I go to NYU um, doing museum studies, which is not related to drag in the slightest. But that's, like, very <laughs> typical. Like, you know, every drag queen has, like, or drag king has 500 day jobs or, yeah. like, is a full-time student, like, stuff yeah. like that. It's uh, all a side hustle until you make it on track. Yeah. Um, but... So I'm taking a little break right now, but um, I do perform fairly regularly. Um, a lot of the girls know who I am, which makes me feel important. <laughs> now more will when they listen. Hopefully. Um, our three listeners. Our three listeners. Yay. We love each and every one of yeah, you. Yeah, our favorites. Um, please, Send us fan mail. Please donate to our Patreon. No, oh I'm my just God. kidding. <laughs> we have, we're not. What are we no. going to do with the money? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to buy nothing. Probably food. Probably yeah, McDonald's like, afterwards. Yeah, I was like, let's go to Chipotle or something. Um, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so I perform fairly regularly. Um, I am, I, I really got introduced to the scene through Mrs. BK, uh, 2018, um, where I met, um, one of my good Judy's, Emmy Great, um, who is, uh, the current Mrs. BK, um, she won last year. I was in her finale number. Um, she I didn't ha- even know you were in her number. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I helped design. <laughs> I was not there. I helped design her props for that Ooh. number, motherfucker. <laughs> I had no idea. Um. But, um, yeah, so through that competition, which I'm also doing it this year, um, Caitlin knows what my number is going to be about. Yes, I saw. Um, I'm really excited to do it. Hopefully everything works out. Um, and knock it's, on wood. It, knock on wood. Yeah, so hopefully it goes well. But um, I love that competition because it's like everybody in Brooklyn and some girls from Manhattan, they try their best. They try to woo the audience. Last year was fucking crazy. Um, two gr- girls douched on stage. One was with pancake batter, mind you, and she made I waffles. I only know about one of them. Um, we, we can talk about it all. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it later. But <laughs> Eventually. Um, but, yeah, since then, I've been making friends. Um, and I think, like, maybe in a future episode, we can talk about um, not necessarily getting a social media following, but, like, mm. getting... I, I know all about that. Yeah, getting in touch with, like, local performers and stuff. Because oh, yeah. I think that's a good... Um, I feel thing. like... So, every time I listen to podcasts, they're like, refer to our notes. And I'm always like, where are these notes? I'm listening to you right now. So, I feel like maybe we'll somehow make notes. And, mm. like, we could... Anybody we list or talk about, like, we can link. Oh, yeah. I love, I would love to do that. Yeah. Um plans for the podcast i mean we plan on like having guests and stuff so we'll definitely yes, like plug their sure. social media um we have a few lined up i'm super excited about Do them we? yeah um, <laughs> i don't so, even know caitlin doesn't know i don't know like anything <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, caitlin what how did we meet each other okay. <laughs> i'm glad you asked okay so how you remember we meet well I actually don't remember the first time we met because I do. Okay. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Okay. I I I vaguely remember the first time, but I remember the, our second time. Yes, okay. I do. That yeah, one's more. Our second more... time was like an actual meeting. Yeah. Like it was like, oh hi, I'm Artier, and I'm like, oh hi, I'm Caitlin. Mm-hmm. So um, the second time, because mm-hmm. that's what I actually remember. Um, you were at Rock Bar in Manhattan mm-hmm. with my good Judy Vicky. That's the only Vicky Deville. Vicky Deville. Shout that's, out. Shout out to Vicky Deville. She'll definitely be on our show. Um, love her to death. I love her. Um, so I was there to see Vicky at the Rock Bar show, and that's also the night I met um, Carlos, the Uber driver, and Tiffany Ann Coke. <laughs> My two good Judies. Yeah. I love them to death. Too. They are amazing. Uh, one of New York's 
I don't know, only drag couple, but the oh, only yeah, they're drag like people only one that matters. Yeah, yeah, they're a very cute drag couple. Carlos is an amazing wig maker. Tiffany's really, really funny. Carlos is really, really funny. I have two wigs from Carlos. They're they hold up so well. Yeah, Carlos is like the up and coming wig maker. Yeah. Anyway, so I was at Rock Bar to see Vicky. There was Martier performing. I was like, "Hi, girl," and she was like, "Hi, girl," and it was like really cute. And it was a good introduction because it was like a very, very, very chill show. That's one way to put it. (laughs) Yeah, it was just literally it was just me and the audience pretty much, and like some random like drunk people. But like I was one of the drunks. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like that's for me. Like I love personalized shows like that because I've gone to a bunch where like it was just me in the room, especially certain Drag Race girls, and like just to see where they end up is funny. But, um, like, those are my favorite because then I really get to see who these people are as performers. And Martyr just, you know, blew me away, of course. Um, <laughs> so that night was actually um, their Pride show. Was it? Yeah. Um, which is why, like, Vicky showed up in, like, a rainbow outfit. Carlos and Tiff both showed up in a rainbow outfit. I come in wearing all black, yes! red hair, looking like a fucking priest. I had priest. no idea. Um, yeah. I wasn't given that memo. <laughs> Clearly, um, I was just told to bring something fun, so I did. But they were like, "Where's your rainbow?" Mind you, I don't like the rainbow flag. Oh, um, controversy. I'm oh. controversial. Um, okay. I I appreciate people liking it, but like, for it's not for me, girl. Those colors do not go oh, together. Well, I mean, it, you don't have to wear them, you know. People do. I know people do. I mean, there, it's been like two Drag Race challenges. Um. So our first What's meeting. What's our first? I don't really remember it. I do. Okay. Because it, um, it was very brief, mind Clearly, you. Clearly, um, because I don't remember. And I was not drunk, everyone. It just, like, solidified. Like, everything's full circle, honestly. I met you mm-hmm. with our good friend, um, Tracy, um, uh-huh. at Untitled's Brooklyn Ball. I knew it was there. Yeah. Um, we met in front of it because um, I saw, saw her in line. and Who, uh, Tracy? Tracy. Okay. And you were there, too. And I was like oh my god hi i'm right here or like we both introduced each other like very briefly and then we brought it up the next time when we were at rock bar were you where were you when we met like where were you in that space like were you we were outside we were like waiting in line oh Oh, that 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 night was crazy yeah um but that's That's why i don't remember yeah that's but um we were brought together by our our queen i know it's so (laughs) strange like i don't know because i we meet a lot of queens. We mm-hmm. meet a lot of people in New York nightlife, and I feel like we just have a really good connection and friendship. Yep. And, like, I can't say that about everyone yeah. who I meet. Um, Caitlin has been, since we met, she's been a constant re- supporter of mine. Um, she came to, she supported me and Vicky, and um, I don't remember what season it was, but um, Ultimate Drag Pageant, yes. um, hosted by Marty Gould Cummings. The Honorable Marty Gould Cummings. I mean, <laughs> she's going to be president one day. Uh, I'd vote for her. I'd vote for her. Um, at the West End Lounge um, last summer, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. And she filmed um, some of my performances there. Is that when you fell in love with me? Or was that before? <laughs> I, was that the first time I, I... Well, I saw you obviously at Rock Bar, but yeah. I feel like that's the first time I really saw you. Yeah. I think it was there. I think it was there. Um, and I was shook. I was shook by Martyr. Like, I like to stir the yeah, pot. Yeah, <laughs> because, like, I'm... Again, I see a lot, a lot of drag. Brooklyn drag, Manhattan drag, every style, every whatever. I see a lot of it. So it takes a lot for me to, like, feel an emotional response besides, like, the usual, like, woo or, like, whatever, like, mm-hmm. to actually, like, feel something deeply. And Martyr is, like, one of the few queens. Like, I Martyr reminds me of Untitled Queen, which 
our audience should definitely yeah. check out. <laughs> but also, Martyr reminds me a lot of Sasha Velour. Oh, thank but you. But Sasha Velour pre Drag Race, like Sasha has now like such elevated drag. But mm-hmm. Sasha Velour when she was in Brooklyn hustling and like still giving you really really emotional performances that were really deep and really like important to her. That's what Martyr does, and I don't see that too often which oh, is thank you you're gonna make me blush yeah like i am such a huge martyr fan Steven, my only one <laughs> steven's okay but martyr is the best <laughs> steven sucks <laughs> steven's all right but like martyr is like i really recommend that's my out of drag name yeah by the way, his name is steven um but yeah um i always tell people this like constantly um my approach to drag is i think a lot of drag is um uplifting to the queer experience like we're celebrating our queerness we're celebrating our otherness from straight society and so it's a lot of like woo we rock we're here we're proud and i think that's so vital and so important but like that wasn't my experience growing Mm -hmm. up so like i love to dive deep into sort of our trauma as a collective community and um so i try to approach that and um a more open way i'm not i'm i'm often called the mistress of misery (laughs) um so i do a lot of like sad thought-provoking numbers um and i like to give permission to the audience that like it's okay to cry it's okay to be like sad and queer we don't have to hide that we can mourn together um that's my whole thing um i do i do do an occasional happy number they're funny. And, and my funny numbers. I have a really popular number. Uh, I've, this is one reason why I've taken a break so much was that um, there was one number that everyone kept requesting because it was um, it's Tongues. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Tongues is very popular. Um, I'll get into it another day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I was literally just doing like I was only getting booked for that number. And as much fun as it is and like it's a great money maker too. But, like, creatively, I was just like, oh, I hate this number. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you talk about, like, a lot about the queer experience, which is obviously integral to your art. But the thing is, I shockingly am straight, as I talked about earlier. And I feel like... Uh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Gross. Disgusting. I hate it. But um, <laughs> I feel like um, even though it is very specific to, you know, being LGBT, mm. I feel like it's very universal mm. as far as, like, suffering and mm. just, like sadness like Sad. we all deal with it so like i feel like it's more universal by being so specific which yeah. is what great drag is i i agree um and thank you thank You're you welcome. for the compliment yeah. um but um, we should end on a better note. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> that was sad. So, like, where, what, what are our plans for this podcast? What are our plans for this podcast? We um, can actually talk about this right now because we haven't yeah. really discussed <laughs> it. <laughs> um, we mostly just want to like talk, like we, I said in the beginning, we want to talk about our favorite thing and what we are constantly working in. Yeah. And it's the New York nightlife community. Um, and we'll talk about current situations how we got uh, i mean we dived into how we got started but like different aspects of how drag works in this specific community and like we're gonna tackle the beast eventually we're gonna get into drag race no we have to get into drag race also because i did write a book about drag and i know i know so much about other different like drag places drag types like there's so much to tackle 
and like I have that knowledge and we can discuss it. Mm -hmm. And I definitely want to bring that aspect too because there's a lot more to drag than drag race. Yes. Which is shocking. I, I know. I can't believe it. I know we both got interested in drag through it, but it, like it helps, there's so it much helps more. with the obsession, yeah. I get it. But like there's so much more going on and I definitely want to talk about all of it. Yeah. And we'll have special guests. Yeah. Like I said. Um uh, girls from the community, um, our good Judy's Maybe some random people. I don't know. Maybe we'll just like grab a straight guy you from know off what? the street. I might force like certain drag race girls to come. That might happen. That would be so awkward, but I'd love it. You know, if I, if, like some girls owe me some favors. So honestly, this is my time to Hello, like, cash in. Hello, distinguished guest. <laughs> Welcome to my home. If you, we have a framed picture of boobs on the wall. If, if you see like any like drag race named girls, that means they owe me a favor. <laughs> Kaylin has blood money. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot for other people, which I love to do. And like, you know, sometimes what goes around gotta come around. Um, But with that note... <laughs> we'll, so we're gonna force Drag Race Girls to come. We're gonna leave off on that. Thank you for listening you. to Wiggin' Out! A podcast about drag. <laughs> Bye! Artwork for Wigging Out came from Glitter Baby Online. You can find them on Instagram at Glitter Baby Online. Thank you. <laughs>